Hello and welcome to Third and One Fall, the weekly podcast giving you the update on NFL and WWE. And this is the Survivor Series edition. So for the four big pay-per-views in WWE, we do a special episode of where we come with our uh, reviews of each match, match by match, and what we thought of the pay-per-view as a whole. As you know, I am Ash, and with me is my bro, Abs. How's it going, bro? Hey, man. What's up? What's up? Yeah. I'm I'm all right, thanks. It's just been such a busy week. Yeah? And it's already Thursday. It's already, yeah, yeah. Can you believe that? It's mad, isn't it? Mad. Shit. Good, good. And yeah, well, we've got a quite interesting episode, because it's not like our normal episodes. This is just strictly on Survivor Series, what happened... And even yeah. you know what kind of led up to it with a uh, SmackDown, but um, yeah, uh, we're gonna go over the card, um, match by match, give our uh, opinions like we normally do, um, and w- of course with the match we'll come out with if we got our predictions right or not, which will be. I'm, I'm really pleased about this. Yeah. I, I I got four out of six, so I'm happy with that. Seventy five percent. Yeah, I'll take that any day of the week. Yeah, one, two, three, four. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, I, I didn't do. I didn't do too bad actually. To be honest with you. Yeah. All right. You want to start with it? Yep. Let's start. Yeah, I mean, the, the it was a pre-show. It was a Raw plus SmackDown pre-show. Of course, the pre-show doesn't matter. It doesn't count in uh, Survivor Series. Because I remember they made me sit through two hours of pre-show. They had all these matches, and in the end, they were like, uh, yeah, actually, it doesn't count. So I kind of said from that day on, I will never, ever watch a WWE pre-show ever again. Just wasted my time. Like, screw you. But yeah, this was a battle royal. No no one of note. It was just a bunch of geeks, really. And uh, everybody thought Dominic won. I think he uh, eliminated Chad Gable. We all thought, oh, my God. Dominic Mysterio won. They're going to actually push a young guy in WWE for once. And then um, out of nowhere, The Miz came from under the ring. He eliminates Dominic. And 40-year-old Mike Mizanin, the teen sensation, wins the Battle Royal. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little bit um, disappointed. I I admit I didn't watch the pre-show because for the exact same reason, that you've just explained. I refuse to watch the pre-show now. Um, it's just a glorified two oh five, so I just don't really get him. Not, not, not shitting on two oh five. Yeah, no, that sounds bad. Yes, you was. Because two oh five. Yes, you I, was. I, I, I love, yes, you was. I love my, I love my cruiserweights, but um, like they just don't take it seriously. So with that being said, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch it. But um, looking at the uh, highlights on what actually happened. I was a bit disappointed and um, slightly relieved that I didn't watch it because that would have been some shit. Because, yeah, you know, he, Dominic deserved that. And just to give it to the Miz was a bit bullshit, man. My man's got money in the bank. Why did he need to win that? He didn't. So Because he has to get a ton of heat, pal. That's yeah. why. Yeah, exactly. Heat, <laughs> heat, 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 heat. Can you remember heat? Gotta get heat. Heat was a banging show, man. Like Sunday night ooh. heat, yeah. Heat, heat was heat. Yeah, you know, had Sunday night heat, where you know, if they didn't have no pay per view, then that was just like your little filler just before Raw came on. Woo, heat and ah, oh, yeah, Sunday night heat. Yeah, that was a uh, Vince McMahon's answer to WCW coming on Channel Five. Yeah, can't let them have a show on their own network in the UK, pal. <laughs> we throw them Sunday night heat and a couple of pay per views. For God's sake. And that's yeah, that's how uh, Vince tried to uh, take out WCW in the UK. But um, yeah, um, going on now to the Raw Men's Five on Five. I'm gonna go out of the gate. Oh, I hated. I hated both Five on Five matches. We'll talk about the women's later. I've got a lot to say about the women's Five on Five. That match pissed me off no end. But even the Raw's um, Five on Five. So on Raw, you had uh, Riddle. AJ Styles, Keith Lee, Braun Strowman, and who else am I forgetting? Sheamus. And on SmackDown, you had Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Jey Uso, Rollins, and help me out here. Rollins and Otis. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, Otis and Riddle, when they were in the ring together, that was great. Well, what give was me, your prediction? Give me, give me... My prediction was SmackDown was going to Sm- Yeah, it was, actually. Whereas my... Raw was a, a clean sweep win. Yeah, mine was, but you know mine what? was SmackDown as well. Give me, give me 20, 15, 20 minutes of Otis and Riddle in the ring. I want to <laughs> see that match. Give me 15 minutes of that. <laughs> Other than that, the whole thing was just... Yeah. Say something, Ash. <laughs> uh, this was a funny match. Not what I expected, to be honest. Uh, in regards to talent, I for sure thought SmackDown was going to win with this. So I was on your side in regards to this. I was like, what? You got KOJs, so King Corbin, Seth Rollins, Otis. What are you talking about? Um, and, you know, you could see it. First thing, KO, when he was fighting Riddle, first thing he goes for is his feet. <laughs> That's what I love about Kevin Owens, That's you know. Brilliant. It's just brilliant, brilliant. Because, you know, I, I I fucking love that. Because one thing that really bugs me about Riddle, although, yeah, I'm a fan of Riddle generally, but, like, shit like that, like, not wearing any, like, it's just, it's just dumb. I don't know why. It's just a stupid gimmick of his that I've just never been on board with. Um, And it's just smarts like that, that kind of defined... SmackDown, and I thought, yeah, they're just they're gonna completely outsmart them, outplay them, because they had the they had the like the brawl brawler side, so to speak, um, with Sheamus on Braun and Keith Lee on Raw. But the smarts, SmackDown had it all the way. I'm just you say that, but then Seth Rollins decides to not only no sell Matt Riddle, but he's like, you know what, I'm gonna sacrifice. For the greater good. Wow. Well, and then just lying down going, here's my job. Now I'm getting the hell out of here so that me and my missus can have our baby. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You know, like, you say, oh, give me rid of the Lotus any day. Well, I don't think uh, the the the, uh, the the Friday Night Messiah, what is he called now on SmackDown? The sm- what's he called on the SmackDown? Who kind of changed it now, yeah? But anyway, I don't I think don't he would agree with you because my man was having none of it. He solemnly swore that he would not share a <laughs> with Matt Riddle, and he proved that. Now I thought, what the fuck is going on here? Is this, is this really real? It's a shoot, not, brother. It's a shoot. He, I think it's a shoot, refusing, brother. Is he really refusing? Because I know, obviously, in the back, you know what what Riddle and his wife did. You know the disrespect of his wife. Uh, for, you know. Um, of uh, of Becky and whatnot, I get it. You're gonna have some tension, but I would have thought, first of all, that Vince would have none of it. If oh, I don't know was... about Riddle and Becky. Yeah, Riddle Riddle's wife was oh, slammed wife. Becky, and Riddle kind of signed off on it. I totally missed that. Really? Shit, man. Yes. This is, this is no, with 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 Becky and and thing, because I know, like, obviously, with Matt Riddle, he's just basically a. A horrible human being. Why do you think you don't? You think he doesn't like? Riddle, what, is, what else has he done to, to Seth Rollins? Yeah, I mean, I, I knew that there was something, but I didn't quite know what it was. And then I think he did no-sell, didn't he? Yeah, I think he no-selled him one time, yeah. But, like, yeah, so he says, like, I have no interest in um uh in wrestling with Matt Riddle, I think. Alex McCarthy, McCarthy he, he reported it, one of the um, great UK wrestling journalists. Um, another Another people so this is this is a known thing he doesn't eat my man like detests riddle but i thought okay fine you know people generally don't like there are some people that don't like each other you can add that to the list then that that is because you got what goldberg brock lesnar that has happened a lot of people don't like riddle that has happened in the that has happened in the past but still when it comes to seth rollins he's a company boy like he will still do things for the greater good um and he will still like do what he needs to do, right, for for the fans. So I thought, okay, he would still continue to do that. And even if he still didn't want to do it, I didn't think he would go against Vince. And if Vince is saying, "Look, I know you don't like him, but come on, I want, I need you to do this, pal," right? He would he would do it because Vince is very persuasive. But he still didn't. So I'm like, what the fuck is going? Is he seriously like? Refusing? It's a shoot, brother. And it's he, a shoot. He just didn't. That was mad. Mad. I, I would, think he was shooting. I was he was shooting there. Not prepared for that. Not prepared for that at all. So um, yeah, but you know this doesn't bode well for Matt Riddle then, because if well, more and more people <laughs> are like rounding up on him and saying, because obviously I think with Goldberg, there's obviously there was something there with with Goldberg. 
with Matt Riddle basically making fun of him, box of Goldberg like not being a good wrestler and Matt Riddle like taking the piss. But then I think even Brock Lesnar like Goldberg's a to knob anyway. Matt Riddle. Goldberg's a knob anyway, so like, yeah, Goldberg's perhaps, not going to have like, that much sympathy behind the locker room. Whereas Seth, I think it probably may be the case. I'm not your bro. I felt when Goldberg said that, man. Because obviously Matt Riddle, he's like this aloof guy. Hey, bro. Whatever you say, bro. Yeah, totally, dude. Like Goldberg's like, you know what? Show me some respect. I'm a legend in this business. And obviously Matt, Matt Riddle's just going... Whatever you say, bro. I respect you, bro. Yeah, I mean, I'll be uh, honest with you. Like, if I'm a veteran, I'll be pissed off if someone's talking to me like that. I kind of was on Matt Riddle's side because I just fucking hate Goldberg. <laughs> he's, he's not a wrestler, in my eyes. I, I don't care. care. What you say. He's Show not a him respect. No, of, what? of what? Show him respect. Of Spears and business. Goldberg's been a, a fantastic servant in the business. <laughs> Hundred and, in, in the summer of 98, Goldberg was as big a draw as Stone Cold Steve Austin in wrestling. That means nothing. Okay? That means nothing. The summer of 98. The summer of 98, Goldberg was as big a draw, right? That means Goldberg's done a lot for this business. Nothing. Show, show Goldberg some respect. You got Matt Riddle, some young rookie going, hey, bro. WC, hey, WCW no, was a bigger draw than WWE, slaughtering them in ratings. Where's WCW yeah. now? Where's WCW now? I said what I said. Doesn't make, doesn't I said what difference. I said. Well, Ted Turner's still on TV, so uh, who won? Yeah. Right. Ted Turner's on TNT, brother. <laughs> Pro Wrestling's back who's on TNT, won? brother. I'll tell you who's won if Ted Turner's on TNT. <laughs> Shit. Don't, I, I'll tell you, you know what? Don't, don't be mocking WCW, all right? WCW is for... Life, brother. <laughs> you know where you're seeing all that too sweet, brother? Too sweet. Where'd that come from? It came from WCW. <laughs> For life, brother. For life. Um, so, yeah. Brock Lesnar came to confront Matt Riddle as well. Like, Did he? Don't, don't I try that. that. Yeah. Brock Lesnar was like to Matt Riddle, like, don't try that shit with me ever. Like, just came up to him, just pulled up on Matt Riddle. I was like, yeah, don't, don't you be doing that, bro, bro, bro. So obviously, I think Matt Riddle was doing promos in NXT going, do you want me to beat Brock Lesnar, bro? And then obviously the crowd's going, yes, yes, yes. And obviously Brock Lesnar took that to heart. Like, don't don't say my name. unless I Don't call for me unless I send for you, you stupid Matt Riddle. Brock will eat him like fucking sweet potato pie of Thanksgiving. <laughs> so he's not going to take that up on that. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> We know we we yeah, Brock ain't gonna do. Ain't I'm gonna be not happy about that as well because you know it's the classic. Don't write checks that your ass can't cash. Exactly. Like, don't be talking about wanting to fight Brock Lesnar. Exactly. Um. So yeah. Um. It was a bit of a weird, funny match. Otis, I loved Otis in there. Um. But yeah. Uh. Apart from that stunt that Seth did. Um. And you know, good for him. At least now he's got his paternity leave. Uh. I just. How how Raw still won was a bit mad. I did like um I did like the after bit of 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 Roman Reigns saying, Look, your disappointment, how could you lose? They lose. I love how he links everything back to the family. You know, you know, you lost. So now they'll don't fear you. And if they don't fear you, then they don't fear me. And if they don't fear me, <laughs> like dude can link anything back. Yeah, I love that like, when Jimmy's like, "Yeah, you fuck? can go," but you, I love that. Where are you going? I love that. You better come here and stand in line. I, he like he he could wait for the bus, and the bus could drive past him, and he'll get admonished from the family. The drop the bus drove past you, and you didn't even put your hand out. You didn't even run for the bus. <laughs> Don't you understand? When the bus driver disrespects you, they disrespect me. And when they disrespect me, they disrespect... Yo, he could link everything back to the family. That's how great Roman is. But yeah, I, I loved that little bit. Yeah, so uh, yeah, he could just link it back to anything. So um, he's, he's great. But yeah, word match. Right, so uh, next one now. New Day versus Street Profits. I um, had predicted New Day to win. Um because I just want New Day to win. I'm not really a big fan of Street Profits. Street Profits did win. Um, okay, so here my... my <laughs> okay, so here are my thoughts. Entrance by New Day was epic. Great advert for their characters. 
uh, I don't know what game is it. Is it Halo or some shit like that? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Remember, it's, yeah. I don't know if it's a game, but it's great to see Big E join them and do that little thing. That was nice. Now, I'm going to be honest. I even loved the Street Profits promo before the match. I actually generally enjoyed it. I thought that was really, really good. Um, they got themselves hyped. You know, uh, the energy was constant in the match. Um, that neck breaker that was done. It was like a swinging... Uh, was it? Who did, who did that? Was it... Oh, uh, the Montez Ford yeah, doing the blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yo, that was fucking fire. Absolutely amazing. Brilliant. Um, and you know what? So, yeah, I did predict New Day to win, and rightly so, you were right, because it was the Street Profits' time to be pushed. Um, the ending was really nice. You know, I like that. Black is beautiful, solidarity type of thing. That was good. Um, but on top of that, just generally, that match proved that WWE need to start taking tag team wrestling seriously because um, it's so there's so much things you can do with tag team from from not only not only from an entertainment perspective of just in in ring wrestling, but from stories. It's one of those things where you can just bring it in and then it's like a plug and play type of thing that can help boost stories or put meat to the bones of a of a of a show um and and this really kind of it should have rekindled uh tag team wrestling love of tag team wrestling in Vince probably won't but it should have because it was a great match um and despite me not predicting street profits to win I'm I'm, I'm okay with the ending it was it was good yeah I absolutely loved this match. I loved this match. This was absolutely magnificent. This was, uh, yeah, the very best of of tag team professional wrestling. I think even um, one of um, Cash or or Dax Harwood, one of them from uh, FTR, had tweeted, New Day, Street Profits, thank you. Obviously, they're former Revival guys. And obviously, yeah, they're like, thank you. Because that's what it was. It was tag team wrestling at its very, very best. Obviously, tag team has always been a, an afterthought for Vince McMahon and, and WWE, and this is, dates back to even like with with uh, the Hardy Boys and TLC and all of those things. It, it, Vince McMahon just doesn't mess with tag team wrestling for whatever reason. I have no idea why, but honestly, I look at that match. Xavier Woods is for me one of the most, if not the most, underrated wrestler in that whole company. He can go. And honestly, Montez Ford, if that guy doesn't make it and he's not a star, then nobody is going to make it and, and be a star. That guy is money. He Once the tag team stuff is done, he needs to be pushed to the moon as a singles guy. He is just supremely talented. And yeah, this, this match was just everything you could one and hope in a in a in a tag team match everything good about new day and street profits from a booking point of view street profits had to win thankfully they did win it was yeah one of the few booking decisions they managed to get right and yeah at the end with with all of them hugging with all of them standing in the ring that was a, a really 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 great moment and uh yeah, a, a superb advert for tag team wrestling. Yep, absolutely agreed. Um, next match, Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. Um, we both predicted Sami Zayn. Uh, sorry, no, we didn't. We both predicted Bobby Lashley to win. Um, what were your thoughts? It was a glorified squash match, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. You kind of had like Bobby Lashley match. just throwing him around, and Sami Zayn's like trying to do everything in his power to get. Bobby Lashley disqualified. He's trying to provoke uh, the Hurt Business to like try to hit him. He did this whole tripping up thing where he's saying that MVP tripped him up, but he didn't. And then, yeah, Bobby Lashley whacks on the uh, the full Lashley or the full Nelson and wins the match. Simple yeah, as that. I've got really nothing for this except for it was just a throwaway match. You know, Sammy getting Hurt Business to attack him for DQs is a bit typical. It was just like... Yeah, maybe it was just there for like humor or something. They need to, they need to. I think both of them are better than this. Hurt Business are better than this, and so is Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn. So this, like, to put them both into this squash match was just 
unbecoming. They didn't need they, they need to they need better. So Asuka versus Sasha Banks. Look, these two, you can put them in a match for five, ten minutes, fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, whatever you like. They're they're gonna knock it out of the park. I thought this was a, a, again another very good match between the two of them. Worked tremendously hard, and the right person won. Sasha Banks had to win. She had to win. It was no excuse not to have her win the match. And uh, yeah, thankfully common sense prevailed. And uh, yeah, Asuka doesn't need to win this match, and Sasha did, and thankfully she won. Yeah. Um, I think we both predicted this one as well for Sasha to win, and we said that Sasha needed to win, as it was good to like solidify her legacy as a SmackDown champ at the moment. And it was a fantastic match, really focused on reversals, transitions, submission work, pin attempts. I liked it all. You know, it played the strength to both uh, women. Um, it was a match made in heaven as far as technical wrestling is concerned. I thought it was. It was a really, really nice match. Um, it, glad to see that common sense prevailed and that they booked Sasha to win. Because um, as we all said, that it would mean more for her to win. And um, to be honest with you, even in the loss of Asuka, it didn't really harm her either because it was a roll-up. And she got up and like, ah, fine, okay, you got you, you beat me to the, the... But you didn't really destroy me or annihilate me, so... You know, it kind of protected both. So it was really, really nice how that kind of played out. Um, but yeah, good match. I I, I really liked it. <laughs> okay. So the next match now. Team Raw. This is the five side. This is uh, for women now. So Nia, Team Raw, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Lana, Lacey Evans, and Peyton Royce versus Team SmackDown, which was... Bianca Belair, Ruby Wright, Liv Morgan, Natalia, and of course the self-proclaimed captain Bailey. Um... <laughs> right, I'm gonna just say it straight off the bat. I thought this was a great match. <laughs> now I know you're looking disappointed, Abs, but hear me out. Hear me out. I, I enjoyed it far more than I thought I would. I don't know about you. First of all, yeah, right, the bullying on Lana was just really, really weird. Um, although I'll say when the suplex on um, on Bailey from the top rope happened um, and Lana was standing... And nobody caught Bailey. <laughs> that, that had me laughing. There was no 10 of them. No and one none of them caught just Bailey and she land. just slapped on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and I think that's probably the reason why Bailey got eliminated first, probably just to let her recover a little bit, because yeah, she had to come out of that one. And that was probably good for Peyton as well. Um, you know, out of all people, Peyton is eliminating Bailey. Um, I'm I'm happy for her for Peyton that that happened. Um, anyway, so now she goes by Natalia. She, then she gets KO'd by the women's right again. I really, really freaking hate that finisher. It's not a finisher. It's just a fucking... Of course it is. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's a KO no, punch. It's it a knockout not. punch. It's a punch. That's it. It's as, much as a knockout, it's as much as a knockout as the leg drop was for Hulk Hogan. It's bullshit. I'm sorry. There's no way... Which, so when Big Show does it, it's fine. But when Lacey Evans right? does it... When Big Show does it, it's fine, is it? When Big Show does what? The KO punch. Yeah, no, it's not fine. It's crap. It's shit. Never liked it as a finisher. Be more creative than that. Don't be okay. What what can I put as a as a move that will be known by me and will be revered as the one that does it all? Uh, what about a punch? Come on, get out of my face with that nonsense. So that was that was uh okay, fine, whatever. Natalia goes gets KO'd. Um. Then another thing that surprised me was Lacey doing the Spanish fly. I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? Because the last time I saw Lacey, she ain't looking pretty at all in the ring. But maybe she's getting that training that she needs. So good for her. Um, I thought the Riot squad using the five-second rule in between the tag was nice. You know, they held their own until obviously Ruby Gunn got put to sleep by Baszler. Um, Bianca fighting back was amazing. 
Although that Coquina clutch from Shayna midair when uh, she got her, that was just beautiful from Shayna. There was a lot of dynamics in that match where I thought, oh, that's nice. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's nice. And although it may have been in a chaotic mess, it was still, it was, it was like genius madness. Genius madness is probably what I would put it. Now, Lana winning. Because <laughs> that's what everyone is pissed off with this bit, right? With the match. Well, what was that ending? Okay, fine. Was it hilarious? Yes. Do I agree with it? No. But it was hilarious. So I'm torn because I love comedic factor. Um, but if I'll be on the safe side or, you know, the serious side, it should have been Belair. Um, but it proves my point that uh, when we discussed about formidable op- opponents for Sasha Banks for the title and that Bailey and Sasha doesn't need to be replayed 100 times, I said Bianca Belair would be the one to step up to Sasha and to be able to do a match for um, Sasha. And this match proved it by a long shot um, that, um, you know, Bianca Belair does have something in her to to actually go for the championship or at least build something between now and WrestleMania. And not only that, it really showed that... um, women's wrestlers um had something in it it had that they 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 do have what it takes to go for gold which was probably another reason although it may be because she got hurt but another reason was probably because that's why they eliminated bailey first to kind of slightly put them over and show them that they're capable rather than just hiding in the back of bailey um bailing them out um so yeah uh although the ending was disappointing and it kind of seemed like a bit of a chaotic mess. There was some gems to take away from it. And, uh, I mean, the comedic factor just helped me enjoy it more than I thought I would, to be honest. Is it my turn? <laughs> Is it my turn? <laughs> it's your turn. Okay. My turn. I watched the video, right, of uh, Lana. She was doing some promo about how bullying is bad, and she gets really emotional. and And it's it was a it was quite a poignant video. Like, not to take anything away, I saw that video and I thought, you know what? I wish I could change my my uh, pick because Lana's going to be the sole survivor. I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't really care how they do it. Vince McMahon probably told Bruce Pritchard. I want Lana to be the sole survivor. Make it happen. And obviously he's a yes man. And so that's what he did. He He's going to make it happen. Everything about this match. I mean, it almost sport the pay-per-view for me. It was that bad. There's, what? For the most Spoiled part. the whole pay-per-view, bro. It almost, Ooh. almost did. It almost did. It almost did. Okay. For the most part, I thought the standard of wrestling was piss poor. The booking made little or no sense, but then that's WWE for the last 20, 25 years. You're talking about Peyton Royce eliminating Bailey, but then what happened two minutes later? She tapped out to Natalia's sharpshooter. I mean... Sharpshooter hurts, man. If you're going to make a point <laughs> of eliminating the longest reigning SmackDown champion... Don't have Peyton Royce eliminated two minutes later. <laughs> Don't do that. That doesn't make yeah. any sense whatsoever. No. You just make that's something Peyton that Royce you would see in a that, that's something that you would see in a house match. You wouldn't see it in a pay per view. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Peyton, see that <laughs> she pinned Bailey, and I'm like, okay, okay, wow, damn, she pinned Bailey. Maybe she's gonna go all the way, or she's gonna have a really good run, go deep. No, stupid me. Stupid me for thinking WWE, someone in creative has got a brain cell in them. Peyton Royce gets eliminated, and that's and that's um after she broke Bailey's back with that suplex where nobody caught her. There's all those people surrounding Bailey, and none of them had the wherewithal to co- to catch her. And then you have the whole dynamic of Nia Jax and Shayna going, 
don't tag Lana. You stand <laughs> in the corner and you don't say anything. You don't do anything. You understand? And then you got Lana just crying, just feeling sorry for herself. And oh, woe is me. I am the 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 the, the girl who's who's bullied in high school, and 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 the cool girls won't let me sit. And 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 my and my locker room is all the way near the toilet and. Shayna Baszler and Nia's locker room is near the canteen or whatever the bloody hell. And then I will say the way Ruby Riot was eliminated was quite clever. So like Shayna gets her in the Kirifuda clutch, just chokes her out. And then obviously Ruby Riot's just knocked out and then just pins her. I thought that was quite clever. I thought Liv Morgan looked really good in this match. I can see her improvement as the days and weeks go on. I like her a lot. She's a She's she's someone that I look at and I think, you know what? Just a little bit of potential, someone that you can kind of mold and kind of turn into a really, really good star. Uh, yeah, Lacey Evans doing a Spanish fly through me on a wobbly. Right? I was like... I, t- I mean... What's going on here? It was crazy. Look, all right. She's no, she's no Ray Phoenix. She's no John Morrison. All right. When those guys do Spanish flies, it looks pristine. I'll tell you what, it was better than when Charlotte did it. That's all I'm gonna say. But um, and then, and then, what did I tell you about Nia Jax getting eliminated? About how they're gonna count her out? When you're like, oh, there's no way they're gonna count out. You're you're gonna get rid of Shai, Nia, Nia and Shayna. I was like, yeah, use your common sense. They're going to, what do you call it, do something dumb weird with the Kerifuda clutch where Shayna doesn't make the count of five. Eliminated. Nia Jax gets thrown off onto the uh, Thunderdome. Eliminated. I told you. I told you. I told you. I told you T-War would win. Where was your prediction, Abs? Well, my prediction. Okay. My prediction didn't make the count of ten. My prediction missed the count of 10 by one. I said, Bianca... And you know, we had Bianca Belair doing that incredible comeback, showing what an incredible athlete she's a... And, and that, that moment I'm thinking, oh man, they might actually do it. They might actually do something good. This might actually make sense. They might have her, her, her be the, the sole survivor. And then I'm thinking, okay. And, I'm, and, and then I forget that Lana's standing there and I'm like, oh God. She's oh, just yeah. looking petrified for the whole... Yeah, just crying and and then and then Bianca somehow misses the count by like a split second and then you got Lana who's there crying and then the the announcer going here is your winner and the sole survivor Lana and Lana's going in the ring doing her end zone dance celebrating I'm like nigga you didn't spend the whole match just sitting out there doing and saying absolutely nothing and you're gonna go in the ring celebrating what? What? Are you kidding me, bro? Well, you know what? She deserved it after having a what? No. Nine and, table. And also, <laughs> and also, no, 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 no. That's not the payoff for her to be the sole survivor. That's not the payoff. The payoff is for Nia to eat an ounce table. That is yeah. what should have happened. Okay. You, I but mean, who's picking her up? Grace, who's picking her up? I don't care. She can, she can do a Samoan splash. And just land on the table. Do, I don't know. Do something. Use your common sense. Do anything. But you know what? The saving grace I'll say about Bianca is that they didn't pin her. At least they didn't pin her. But she should have been the sole survivor. If if a if a smart, but you know what? If a smart, decent, competent company was booking, then Natalia wouldn't be on Team SmackDown. It would be Rhea Ripley in her place. It wouldn't be Natalia, it would be Rhea Ripley and then Team SmackDown would win and then you can either make a star in Bianca Belair or you make a star in Rhea Ripley. Either way, you make a star. You make someone pop. But did WWE do that? Did they bollocks? Have you warmed up to the idea now of what I've said with Bianca Belair now going for a a storyline to lead her up to a title? Match I want Bianca Belair to be in that title match tomorrow. I've been okay. a fan of Bianca Belair for like two, three years. Okay. Bianca Belair is money. So why weren't you on the bandwagon with me earlier? You were saying, no, Sasha and Bailey is perfect. It works. Do it every single week. That's what you said. I don't need to and join a bandwagon no. on Bianca Belair. I started the wagon, nigga. 
I don't so think where you were you then? No you done you done start the car and the jumped wagon. out the fucking car fan while it was driving. <laughs> it, Sasha and Bailey, right? <laughs> if, if them two are gonna have matches forever, have it, have it forever. I don't want Carmella in that title picture anyway. Either way, I don't want Carmella in title picture. That's oh, my shit. conclusion. I've, I've, Bianca Belair, Carmella, yeah, exactly. She's be in it. Yeah. That's true. Well, well, I, I, let her let you know let let them feed uh, Carmella to Sasha, and then Sasha can hopefully move on to Bianca Belair because yeah. Bianca Belair is a star. She's money. Yeah, she is. She is absolutely cash is. money. I I love Bianca. She's, she's gonna banging. be. She's incredible, and if WWE can't figure her out, then forget it, dude. Well. There we go. And uh, the final match, champion versus champion, Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. Um, I don't think it was any surprise on who won. We both predicted that Roman Reigns would win. Um, okay, I really wish it had more of a bigger build-up. And I know it's only Survivor Series and it's on one-off. And then after that, there isn't really going to be any story to kind of follow up on that. So why bother to a certain extent, right? Um, yeah, we know Drew came to SmackDown, um, but I think everyone was like, what the fuck? When Drew won the title back, it it kind of numbed us to any storyline that came afterwards because it was just so frigging weird. Like, why? what was the fucking point of Drew losing in the first place? So when he came to SmackDown, did that, did that like appearance... I don't think people... I think people were still stunned that he won it in the first place. He won it back in the first place. Um, and so because of that, the build-up to it was diluted. Anyway, fast forward, we're here. Survivor, St- Survivor Series, it was a good match. Um, but because of the preliminaries of what I mentioned, I just wasn't really hyped for it. Um, admittedly, it started slow, but it did heat up in the middle. Um, probably the first time or one of the few times that I saw Paul Heyman worried in the middle of a match with Reigns. Dude was like holding the title to Reigns' face like Paul Berry used to do with the urn with The Undertaker. It was really, really weird. I was doing that. It was just, I almost could hear him go, oh, yes. Um, Reigns was dominant throughout the whole match, um, but it was great that McIntyre was kicking out to show that, look, I'm not a soft boy. And um, you're not dealing with any other facio that you see on SmackDown. Um, so that was nice. Um, I didn't like the ending because, uh, I don't know, the ending made this question if Reigns would have won without the low bro and Jay Uso interfering. All right? If we want to... He's, he, he is a heel, and rightly so. Um, and heels do things that are unsavory. But with... Roman Reigns, it's the way his angle is, is about honor. So for him to win a match that is just about cheat, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about it. Um, you know, and we shouldn't really be put in a situation like, hmm, would he have won if he didn't no blow then, and or if Jay didn't interfere? I don't. I, I don't want to be put in that situation. I want it to be categorically yeah. Roman Reigns won because he is the tribal, he is the tyrant, t- tyrannical tribal uh, chief. Um, but that wasn't the ending. And I mean, I, I kind of get it. They, they want to try and save or protect Drew. But, you know, I had a bit of mixed feelings with that. Would Reigns have won? I have no idea. Um, but McIntyre gave it us all. And it was, uh, it was nice, to, uh, nice to see him, um, you know. It was nice to both of them see that match anyway. Yeah. I mean, if we like kind of rewind a little bit and go back to their sort of promo that they had on SmackDown, I thought after that promo that Drew McIntyre had to win because basically Roman Reigns is going, I'm the number one champion. You're the number two champion. On Sunday, I'm going to beat you. So surely... You would think that, okay, if he's saying that, then maybe Drew McIntyre might win because you don't want the heel to say that and then end up winning. But then WWE, they did exactly that. Roman Reigns told Drew McIntyre that, hey, you are my you are my number two. You are runner-up to me. Yeah, when but I'm did you think around, he was going to lose? Guy. 
You predicted Roman Reigns to win anyway. Yeah, I know Roman Reigns was going to win, but when you hear that promo, you'd think that the babyface is going to win because obviously you can't let him talk to you like that. You can't let him say, oh, how am I going to lose? How am I going to show face if I lose to the guy that said I'm number two? That's what kind of, you know, threw me into a loop. It's, it's just like when, you know, Paul Heyman's managing Brock Lesnar. And what does he say before either match? It is not a, it's not a prediction. It is a spoiler, right? No, he but says that's, Brock Lesnar is different. Brock, wins. Brock Lesnar is, is a completely different animal. With this one, it's basically two champions who are meant to be equals, who are meant to, you know, represent their brands. They're the, the top of the mountain of both of their brands. Whereas Roman Reigns is looking at Drew McIntyre, he goes, yeah, I like you, but when I'm around, you're number two. And on Sunday, I'm going to show the world that I'm number one and you're number two. And the way he was telling it in that condescending, like saying, oh, you're a great guy. But this is not your era. This is my era. Like all of that, you're thinking, okay, the baby in normally in my head, when I'm thinking about pro wrestling, when the heel is talking like that, the baby face is gonna be like, Yeah, I'm gonna win. I can't let the heel talk to me like that and then and then um not win. But then saying all of that, saying all of that, the match on, on Sunday was great. It was a, a real main event feel. It was two big dudes, two big like who have been pushed to the moon and 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 what have you? They're the two champions. They're the two top guys of WWE, and they had a top guy match. And even in defeat and everything I've said, despite what I've said, I still think Drew McIntyre, to an extent, came out of it as a million bucks. Came out as the man because he was kicking out of all of those spears. Roman Reigns had to have outside interference. He needed Jey Uso. He needed to low blow Drew. All of those chicanery stuff. And I didn't mind it as such because in a way it was protecting Drew McIntyre, which you had to do. If you're gonna if you're gonna beat your WWE champion that you just crowned the other day, you're gonna have to protect him and you're gonna have to make sure that he isn't too beat up and too hurt by um by uh, by any kind of defeat, so I, I think I think they got it just about right. But um, yeah, I thought I thought it was a, a really really good match, and Roman Reigns is just he is just on another level right now. Yeah, and I mean, it's one of those things where you have those grey areas. Personally, for me, it's one of those grey areas. Like there's a there's an argument on both sides, and both sides are right. Um, like, do you you need to protect Drew? You can't just have him win. At, but at the same time, Roman is unequivocally the 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 lead star out of WWE, period. Not just SmackDown, WWE, period. So to have him have a win that may be questionable, that may would make you doubt, hmm, so could he, may he have lost? Just has me a little bit, hmm. So, you know, I'm kind of in the middle. I understand why they did that and they need to protect Drew, and I agree with that, but at the same time, it's one of those, like, ah, uh, I don't know. But, you know, it was it was, it was was a good match all around. Um, farewell, Taker. So, um, no, it was nice seeing former legends to the ring. I liked that. You know, uh, I popped when JBL came out. Yo, JBL <laughs> is the SmackDown <laughs> legend, mate. Um, but no, yeah, you had you had other such legends, Mankind, uh, Godfather, Rikishi, Kevin Nash, Flair, Triple H, even Kane, and you know, Yowie, Wowie, all of these people, um, looking old and whatnot and shit. Kane's not even putting his leg over the top rope anymore. <laughs> I was just going in there like, oh, yeah, you need to hold this rope for me in the middle. <laughs> yeah, but did you notice one thing? He was the only one in full gimmick. The mayor of Knox County, Tennessee, Glenn Jacobs, in full gimmick. He's probably thinking, why, why am I the only one? Well, because he's his brother. So, you know, it was a nice... He had to. I, I, I understood it. When he came out straight away, I was like, okay, fine. It's Kane. Yeah. 
He's doing it for Whatever. Me. I mean, you had all of those over 50s and over 60s in the ring together in the middle of a pandemic. You had Ric Flair styling and profiling like it was 85. Like, what are you doing? He's doing the whole, like, styling and profiling and, you know. I'm like, do you know we're in the middle of a pandemic, fool? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they would have taken a COVID test before they, they got there. Right? I would yeah, have hoped so anyway. The point. That's besides the point. You're all in the ring together. You don't even do anything. You're just there. Yeah, yeah. And it then, was pointless. There was no and need. Then Vince coming out there looking every bit 75. <laughs> he looks so old. Dude, His he eyebrows. Looks like gonna, he looks like he's going to croak. Like he said WWF in his promo instead of WWE. No, no, no. He, he meant WWF. And then he saved it by saying, back when it was WWF. WWE. No, he said yeah. WWE. The, the, the dude fumbled these lines. He botched. I'm I'm surprised he didn't have Brother Love in full gimmick as well. Well, with I the red paint and the white suit, I thought that was going to happen as well. Yeah, I thought that was going to happen. They they missed that. They missed Pritchard going out in Brother Love. They missed Kurt Angle because Angle did a great story with um, uh, Undertaker during the American Badass days. Um, Austin Rock, you know the, these guys are like. Um, Coming, yeah, like they're not really that. They're diamond, diamond a dozen. They come back, so I didn't expect that. But I would have thought because it's Taker, and the dude's a literal legend in like behind the ring. I thought they would have done it, but they didn't. Um, but uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, I'm afraid, is stuck in Los Angeles. Yeah, give me a hell yeah. Cena, I thought would have came back as well, but he didn't. She, John Cena. <laughs> You'd be so lucky. What's he, what's he doing now? What was he busy with? He's his acting career. Nah, fuck that shit, man. He ain't got. He ain't. He ain't popping off. He ain't. He ain't the Rock. <laughs> Franchising shit. Come on, get your ass into the ring and show some respect to the dead man. In terms of Undertaker, hmm. personally, for me, yeah. as a character, as a gimmick, Undertaker doesn't do a damn thing for me. I watch his entrances and I am bored shitless. I'm just thinking, oh my god, this entrance is taking forever. Just get on with it, please. Um, yeah, like I just yeah was never really into the Dead Man. The only time I was ever really with Undertaker was American Badass, Limp Biscuit, Rolling. That was my Undertaker. American. We had I think the Kid Rock theme as well. Even the other one, Big Evil. Like, that was Undertaker that I could mess with. But Dead Man, nah. Nah, nah, See, the, nah, thing, nah. About, the thing, thing about you is you'll get wrestling and you'll pick the worst segment or the worst persona or the worst show uh, beside NXT and you will love that and go with it. But anything else and you're just... How can you even say that? How can you even have take a slander on this show? My chest. That my is chest. absolutely, absolutely abhorrent. That is, that is unforgivable. That's terrible. Undertaker was probably the best character ever. No, no, yeah, no, no. I'm, I, no, 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 no. I agree with that. I agree with that. Like, I agree with when someone says Undertaker is the greatest gimmick in professional wrestling history. I will, I will take that to the bank. I hundred percent back you. But me personally, me, I watch Undertaker and I'm like, no, I no, it doesn't do anything for me personally. But he's a great guy, like talent wise. Even the rolling the eyes uh, and the rest in peace. Yeah, it's no. The, the, the only time, the, the only time I got Undertaker. Was when he was playing himself as some kind of redneck American badass with the bandana, you know, rolling, 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 keep rolling. That's the Undertaker that I was like, yeah, that's my dude. Stay with this gimmick forever. But you know what? Like, I'll give credit to him how he kept kayfabe for thirty years. We didn't know a damn thing about Mark Calloway, nothing whatsoever. 
We didn't know anything about him. He didn't even come to um, Hall of Fame ceremonies. He wouldn't even turn up to that. He was in Dead Valley. But like, honestly, like in real life, we all know he's a, a country Texas redneck, Trump supporter, Republican. Don't tread on me. Yes. How do you know that? I've never seen. Yes. Don't, don't you not see the bloody memorabilia in his house? Don't tread on me. You got like the Texas Confederate flag. I'm sure. You know what? I'm. I'm. I won't be surprised if you find a, a Confederate flag somewhere in the, in 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 their household. Uh, I couldn't comment. I've not seen that. But okay. <laughs> um. But um. Yeah. It was. I thought it was nice. I thought Vince introducing him um, was fitting because he's very close with Vince, as we all know. Uh, the montage was beautiful. Um, I feel like I've seen a lot of Undertaker montages, though, if I be honest. So because of the over-saturation of Undertaker montages from all the documentaries I've seen, it kind of like, okay, another montage. But it was still nice. Um, the Paul WWE Bear do good montages. Was... That was wacky. The Paul yeah. Bearer thing. That was wacky. You didn't like it? I thought it was okay. Not really. Not really. It wasn't like, oh, Paul Bearer. Oh, that was so nice. It was like, oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. And... Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then it just disappears. There's like no. <laughs> Mine just comes in screaming and the ghost again. It was really. Uh... But I. I... Like I, I think it's more. I think it's, I think it was more the intention rather than the, the, uh, the payoff. But yeah, that is the Survivor Series uh, review. We will go back to normal uh, pay per view uh, predictions and, of course, reviews within the regular show going forward. Which the next one will be TLC. Um, and our next special will be what Royal Rumble, right? That'll be fun. So, uh, from uh, me, take care. See you later, Abs. See you guys later, and yeah, make sure you also listen to the regular episode, which will be following the uh, Survivor Series uh, review. So, uh, you guys get two for one this week. That's right. See you later. See ya.